I feel like when you work at a corporate job, it's a little easier to just do the bare minimum. <laughs> like I'm showing up, I'm here. What else do you want from me? You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. You can find me at the Latasha James. And today we are talking about regrets. We're talking about, will you regret quitting your day job? So this is a really big decision, you know, leaving your day job, it's a big decision. And I know when I did it, I felt like a little bit of a failure. I was like, am I just like trying to get out of life? Like, am I trying to get the cheat code to life? Am I messing up my career? And is everything that I've worked so hard for over these past few years going to completely go away? I'm happy to report that a few years later, I absolutely do not regret leaving my day job. It's probably been the best decision I've ever made. That's not to say that it's not hard. It's way harder than working a day job. I work way more, make harder decisions every day. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely hard, but the benefits far outweigh the drawbacks. So yeah, I thought it would be fun to kind of go through some of the things that I do miss about my day job and the things that I absolutely do not and some of the reasons why I'm so grateful to be working for myself. Okay, so the first thing is probably quite obvious that I miss about my day job is the consistent pay. While the pay is lower than what I make in my business, which we'll talk about later, it was consistent. I knew exactly what day of the week I'd get paid. I knew exactly how much I would get paid. I knew what my total annual salary was going to be. It was guaranteed. Essentially, if I showed up and did my job and, you know, didn't call in too much, I would get that direct deposit every single couple weeks or whatever it was. This really helps with budgeting. I'm pretty good about it now, especially since I put myself in my own salary in my business. But When I was first starting out, I found budgeting to be really hard. It was very much like feast or famine, as they say. You know, one week it'd be like, oh my gosh, I just signed this huge contract. Let's live large. Let's order out every night. Let's, you know, live like we're rich. And then the next week it'd be like, oh my gosh, it's been crickets around here. I got to like scale back and eat beans and rice every day. And it was very hard to predict. And it was very emotional for me too, to some extent, because I was in that, you know, feast and famine cycle. And it was, it was really hard. Another thing about the pay in particular is I do sort of miss being a W2 employee just because taxes were so much easier. I cannot believe I ever complained about taxes when I worked a day job and was just a single person. You literally just fill out the form, you copy and paste this form that they give you send it in and usually get money back. What is that? (laughs) Now I pay taxes. I pay taxes, not just once a year, but every single quarter. So even though I know it when I'm accepting the money, when I'm making the money, I know I'm going to owe, it still hurts. It's still like seeing that large amount of money leave your account every quarter is just stressful. And just the whole process of doing taxes is really stressful. I have an accountant, but even still there's, you know, things I have to pull out receipts for and I have to like keep track of my own money. It's just, it's 
confusing and it's hard and it's quite stressful. I'm going to be honest. The next thing that I miss about my day job is gotta be the vacation days and the sick days. Sick days as an entrepreneur are interesting. I've evolved a lot. Let me just say in the beginning, I wouldn't take them. I would be working while being really ill. I would suffer through everything. Now I don't do it, but I definitely have had to sort of work my way up to being able to do that. And I say this because, you know, in the beginning, I felt like I really did have to be hands-on in my business. There was no letting off the gas. There was nobody else working in my business or who, who knew how to take certain things over. So there were some things that I just had to show up for. Now, over the years, I've started to delegate some of my responsibilities, and I've also built up client relationships that I'm comfortable uh leaving. You know, if I'm sick, they know that I'm not just trying to get out of work. They know that I am being honest and they have respect for me and want me to get well. But that wasn't always the case. Now, I know that not everybody even who has a day job is is given sick days or vacation days, but at my last job, I was very fortunate to have them and to have a decent amount of them. So, and my my colleagues were very respectful of that too. If somebody really did need a day off, we weren't bothered for the most part. You know, I could fully go home, close my laptop, get under the covers and come back the next day or in a couple of days and not really be bothered. So I definitely miss that because even on the days I just had, I don't take sick days in my business very often, but like a couple of weeks ago, I had a really bad migraine. It was like excruciating. I had to take the day off. And even still, I was waking up from my nap every couple hours, checking emails and just making sure that things were going okay. I was getting, you know, pings on my phone and things like that from clients who didn't know that I was out. It wasn't their fault. There definitely is a level of connectedness that you're always going to have to your business. Same thing for vacations. Honestly, I haven't even taken a full vacation since being full-time because of you know, what's going on in the world. And the couple of years leading up to that, I really was in hustle mode. So I really haven't tried to take like a fully unplugged vacation, but it's definitely coming whenever I'm allowed to travel again. So we'll see how that goes. Another thing I really miss is my colleagues, some of them. <laughs> I just miss having colleagues. Even though I have some people who work with me in my business, they're all remote for the most part. And it's still not the same, even if they were here locally. I do work with some people locally, but I'm not spending every day with them. I'm not having lunch with them every single day. And it definitely feels like my social skills are getting worse, which they weren't great to begin with, honestly. I have made no secret about it. I'm very introverted. I find it very hard to make friends. I I just am not a very social person. And so working in a traditional office job forced me to sort of be social to some extent. Even though I still wasn't like going out partying every night or anything like that, at least I was talking to people uh, some people who are semi my age, maybe a little older, but still like within my my age group, if you will, and just hearing about what TV shows are new or what's going on in the world. Sometimes I feel like I'm completely living under a rock working for myself. I'm like, oh, this huge world event just happened. I didn't know. I mean, I do watch the news and stuff, but you just don't hear about like day-to-day -day stuff, specifically when it comes to the local community or like entertainment. I'm just like always so clueless. I think it's important as a freelancer, you know, before you go full-time to make sure that you have a plan for socialization. <laughs> this is really important. And, and like I said, I just, I feel like my social skills are getting worse. So having 
some type of a networking group that you're a part of. I mean, ideally it wouldn't be centered around work only. This is something that I'm trying to work on. I'm like, is it lame if I ask people to like a game night? Like, would you guys come to if I did a virtual game night that was just for fun? I don't know, but I feel like I definitely need to do something like that. Obviously when the world gets gets back to normal, you could certainly do this by, you know, joining some type of an art class or a sports group, what do you call it? A sports club, a sports team, or something like that. Joining a gym, a yoga class, uh, taking a painting class, you know, all of those things. But for now it is pretty virtual. So at the very least, making sure that you have some, um, accountability partners in business, joining networking groups, mastermind groups, like the freelance Friday club. I'm obviously part of the freelance Friday club, my own mastermind group, but I'm also a part of some other ones as well. It doesn't replace colleagues, but it is a close second. And then similar to sick days and vacation days, I also just miss those like lazy days. Do you know what I mean? I really did do a good job at my jobs. Like I was not slacking off. I I feel very proud of the work that I did. But we all have those days where we wake up and we're just like, this is not it. Like I am not feeling it today. I cannot wait to get back home and get back into my pajamas and go back to bed. I feel like when you work at a corporate job, it's a little easier to just do the bare minimum. (laughs) Like I'm showing up, I'm here. What else do you want from me? Whereas I feel like in a business, running your own business, it's really hard to do that because I mean, if I show up on prospecting calls, like discovery calls, and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm not going to win the client. If I show up on a YouTube video and I'm not feeling it, I'm like, what's up guys? Welcome back. You guys aren't going to watch it. People aren't going to like it. People aren't going to engage with it. So I feel like I really do have to bring my full self to most things. It's really hard for me to just have a day where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) So that is a little bit of a drawback. Okay. But let's talk about the things that I don't miss. There's more than this list that I've come up with for sure. But these are the main things, honestly, making less money. Like I said, I had kind of hit a wall. I feel like in what types of roles I was able to get. We've all seen the job descriptions that are like, oh yeah, we're looking for a CMO or a VP or a marketing manager or whatever. Yeah, they need like eight years of experience. I barely have eight years of work experience. I guess I do. I guess I have like 15 years of work experience total. But you know, you get what I'm saying. There's there's a wall. There's a certain level that I had reached and I didn't feel like I was able to go any further without working more. Obviously I was, I was side hustling when I had a corporate job. So I was able to make more in my business, but I had no personal life. I was completely burnt out. I was spending all of my nights and weekends on my business. I was even using vacation time to travel for my business and to do business opportunities. And I was just burnt out. So it's not a guarantee that when you leave your day job, you're going to make more money. It's definitely what you put into it. I know plenty of people who are full-time freelancers and make less than they made at their corporate jobs or make the same amount or you know maybe a little bit more, but they haven't doubled, tripled, or quadrupled their income. So it really is all about what you put into it, among other factors, of course. But yeah, for me, I really work a lot harder than I did at my day job. 
and I reap the benefits of it. And I feel like that system works better for me and my mind rather than time, just like waiting. Like I felt like I was wasting away and I was wasting away my most like, what's the word? My most energetic years too. You know, my twenties and my early thirties, I feel like now's the time to go hard. And I want to chill when I'm like in my forties, fifties, maybe when I have a family, that kind of thing, I don't want to have to work as hard. So I, I felt like it was, it didn't really make sense to have to wait to get the big important job. I also, I want to be careful with how I say this because I never want to come across as being overly negative about my past work experience, but I definitely feel like I got less respect. I mean, yeah, if you're in a lower level position, which the whole hierarchical system, don't even get me started on that. But because I was in a lower level kind of junior role, or even when I got promoted to management roles, I still felt like, you know, I wasn't the big shot and I don't need to be like the most important person in the world. Don't get me wrong, but I do need to be respected. And I didn't feel like that from all people. A lot of people at my job, I do felt like really valued my insight and my experience and what I had to offer. But a lot of people also were just like, you know, office politics, you know, oh, you're not this certain level. So I'm not going to listen to you or I'm going to take your idea and I'm going to present it. And then I'm going to get the credit for it. And then you're just going to have to implement it. And it just felt very hard to get any type of recognition And, you know, again, don't get me wrong. Client work can be the same way. Like, I'm not saying that every person that I ever work with or I ever meet is like, oh my gosh, Latasha, you're amazing. In fact, I don't, I don't want people to like kiss my feet. You know what I mean? But I do feel like I am seen as an expert. That is why you hire someone like me or you probably listening or watching this episode is we are seen as experts in our industry. We're seen as specialists versus like just a doer, just hands or, you know, butts in seats at an office. We're really valued for what we know and not necessarily just how many years we've been doing something or what our job title is. So I do feel like my clients, you know, really respect my, my expertise and, and understand the value that I bring to them. And that's really rewarding and helps me feel a lot more motivated with my work. Another thing about corporate is things take a really long time and I do not miss that. You know, building a landing page and this is not actually I loved like our web team at my last job, so it wasn't their fault at all. It was the politics of it all. Again, you know, the idea had to be submitted and approved by like three people. And then the implementation, like we had to do like multiple days of testing for everything. And then we had to submit that for approval. And then, you know, every little tweak and every little step took so long. And I'm not saying it's not for good reason, because obviously I was working for much bigger companies that had bigger risks. So things had to go through legal departments and, uh, you know, accessibility checks and all kinds of things. So I totally get it. But you know, the website thing, that's just one example. Something as simple as starting an Instagram. <laughs> My last company, I launched their Instagram account. And even that was like, I think it took like six months to a year to get the approval to do that. And I was like, you guys, we needed to start this yesterday. Like we don't have six months to wait for approval and wait for all these things. We need to just do it. So while I understand certain, you know, there's certain reasons for those things taking a long time, I don't miss it. I love being able to say, hey, client, you should start a YouTube channel. Let's build it right now on this call. Or, you know, let's 
just let's just do stuff and don't get me wrong I am still very strategic and I am grateful that I had that corporate experience to understand those different steps as well so that I can provide solutions that are strategic and that are not just like pulled out of thin air but there is a balance right I mean I can't wait a year to get a website up I just can't like my clients need action quick so I definitely don't miss that one of the biggest things that I don't miss is not being in control of my schedule I don't need to really dive deep into this you guys get it I mean I can go schedule a do- I have a, have a doctor's appointment at like noon this week and I can just go don't have to ask any questions I just put a block over over my calendar to make sure I don't have any meetings being invited at that time and I can go and I can take a long lunch afterwards and I can drive around and do whatever I want to after if I want to or I can work late at night which I do a lot which is kind of a habit I'm trying to break but I'm really realizing that that's just when I get in my flow state that's my time is late at night so if I need to work at night I can there's no one fighting me about it or telling me to get off the computer or get offline or anything like that so you guys understand that but again you know it doesn't mean that I can take every day off because then I'm gonna not make money. So if I have lunch dates and doctor's appointments all throughout the day, that is gonna mean I'm gonna need to get up early or stay up late to still finish the work because the work doesn't go away. And the last thing I guess could be tied into like the respect thing, but I definitely just don't miss some aspects of office culture that unfortunately I felt feel like have been sort of normalized, like microaggressions based on gender, age, race. I experienced not anything like too bad, I guess. But I mean, I had an experience at a past job where one of my senior level people said like the N word hard R in front of me, not directed at me, but they were reading something. And I'm just like thinking about it now that is so highly inappropriate. I would never say that word, especially not in front of a colleague who that word could be directed at. Like just things like that are just so little regard for people and like professionalism. I remember there being meetings all the time where at previous jobs where, you know, high level leaders would talk about millennials and like how annoying they are and how they don't know how to pay bills and stuff. And I'm like, bro, I'm almost 30, like calm down. So just things like that, I just feel like are very normalized in office culture. I don't know. I, I experienced that in a lot of different jobs that I worked at, not all, but a lot. And it took me being out of it to realize like how severely messed up that was. Like now I realize, wow, I haven't heard a slur or I haven't been talked down upon for being a millennial in months, years even, like, why was I hearing it constantly before? And it just kind of makes you think, I just think there's a lot of things about office culture that are very archaic. And I don't think anyone was meaning to make me feel bad in those situations, but it's just a lack of regard. It's a lack of changing with the times. Again, it's not to say that those things don't happen with clients. They haven't, not to that degree for me, but I definitely have felt disrespected by clients. I've had inappropriate messages. I I mean, I just got one today from somebody who was like asking me for career advice by way of calling me sweetie and stuff. And it's like, no, block. But that's the thing is I feel empowered to do that. I feel empowered to fire a client if they do say something that's 
very inappropriate. I feel empowered to block somebody who comes on my social media and says something inappropriate or even just borderline inappropriate. Like it's not appropriate to call someone sweetie while you're asking them for career advice. And I didn't feel that way because even though, like I said, those situations I explained, I don't think they were trying to make me feel bad. Those people were in positions of power and I felt like I didn't have the power to say, hey, that's not appropriate to say that in front of me. People know that, you know, even if it's not intentional, it's in the back of your mind. You understand when you have power over someone and that can easily be abused. So I don't miss that at all. So if you are somebody who is weighing the pros and cons of leaving your day job, I hope that this was helpful or at the very least entertaining. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow me on Apple podcasts or Spotify. And you can also leave me a thumbs up if you're on YouTube and comment down below and let me know what you do or do not miss about working a nine to five. And I will talk to you in the next episode of the podcast on Friday. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.